Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for the NFL preview show. We got the AFC South and the NFC South this week. Uh, the season is getting closer and closer, about uh, a week and a half away, uh, if you're counting the Thursday game, probably two weeks away in real time to uh, get the full season underway. But we're continuing our preview series. And with us, as always, is go. <laughs> With us, as always, Achilles Rain. Are you ready to get into the Southern Football Division? Oh, yeah, baby. Let's do this. I don't care what division we're talking about. I'm ready for some football. Let's go. All right. So let's start out with uh, probably the most interesting team in the AFC South, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, their win total, the highest in the division. Uh, I think it's dropped a little bit since uh, when we uh, probably sent these notes, but it's in and around the same number. Uh, nine and a half wins for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a fairly good season uh, last season. Uh, they ended up winning 11 games, uh, had a real tough game in Buffalo where they actually outplayed Buffalo and things just didn't quite break their way. So, uh New quarterback in there. No more Phillip Rivers. Uh, we got our man Carson Wentz in there. Uh, and uh, per the Carson Wentz everything, uh, he breaks his foot the opening week of uh, training camp. Uh, but now they say he's going to be back. Uh, same with Quentin Nelson. So it looks like everything's a, a full go here. But uh, what do you make of this Indianapolis Colts team here? I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same as last season. Uh, now, granted, I'm not hundred percent certain that they're going to match to their win total from last year. But I think they're in a similar situation being that I think defensively, they look pretty much as good as they did last season. Uh, the question is going to be offensively, how far can the quarterback get them? Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on, on Carson Wentz, whether he can come back into Philadelphia form to, you know, that granted he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he let them to that Super Bowl. So if he can get back into that type of form, then I think uh, there's great things to expect from this team, but uh, it's, there's just so many question marks when it comes to that offense. Yeah. Uh, really overall, I, I think the question mark is just wins. Uh, you know, their line is a good line. Uh, they bring Jonathan Taylor back. I think we're expecting good things uh, from him, you know, uh, you know, technically speaking, uh, Marlon Mack probably won't be, right right back at the start of the season but he will probably return some time during the season uh ty hilton took a, a cheap one-year deal to stay on this team uh you have michael Pittman jr in his second season paris campbell so the skill position guys are there um the defense i i wouldn't call it you know one of the elite defenses in the nfl you know where we put the rams or the patriots or probably the steelers but I, I think it's probably a, you know, a notch below like the there. tier and, below that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I, this is easily a defense that can win you a Super Bowl. Uh, but Wentz is everything. He goes to a team where a coach where he had the most success as his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Um, do you think it's as easy as that? And he'll get back to doing stuff or have the injuries and the just, you know, wear and tear on uh, his body the last three or four years since he's really been good, good, and we saw a lot of promise in him is just too much to ask to get anything out of him. 
Well, it almost seems like he, he was playing outstanding. I mean, I remember back going back to the draft uh, when the questions arose, whether it be Carson Wentz or uh, Jared Goff going number one. And I think I've said it several times before uh, on our shows, I, I was a Carson Wentz guy. I wanted Carson Wentz for the Rams. Now, with all that being said, you know, he did lead his team to a Super Bowl and Jared Goff did lead the Rams to a Super Bowl. So uh, I think they, you know, there's a lot of similarities there, but I think that when he had his most success was basically when he was upright. That's when they were protecting them and keeping him up. He's got a, he's got a really deep skill set, and I think that as long as that offensive line can did what they did for Philip Rivers last season, then maybe he can get back to where he was. And if he can, I think they're going to be a dangerous team. But again, I said it earlier. There's a lot of question marks on that offense, and like you stated, they all come from the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh... Uh, this nine and a half win mark here, uh, I I do think it's doable. They did win 11 games. Um, you know, if you ask me, I probably think Phillip Rivers at the time was a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I mean, I, I don't know how much his body had left into it, but he seemed to still be able to make the uh, right decision. Certainly last year, he made a lot of right decisions to keep his team in the game. Uh, the thing I worry about, too, with the, the Colts is, uh, I don't know if you peeked at their schedule, but the uh, first five games of the season are Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. They get a little respite, get the Texans, and then they play the Niners and the Titans again. Ooh, uh, to open that in eight weeks, literally, you could say, for definitive purposes, they might be able to win one game. The rest of those are toss-up games. So it, it it is very scary to really push hard on an over on this team, even though I think that number is low, whether, you know, Carson Wentz is in there or not. Now, if Wentz is gone and it's Jacob Beeson or, you know, Sam, Sam Ellinger, uh, it's, it's definitely going under. But uh, this they just got a murderous schedule. Now, it eases up on, you know, this back end here, the last, you know, four or five games. So if they can keep themselves in and around 500, probably those first, you know, eight weeks of the season, uh, the last, uh, you know, eight weeks, uh, well, technically nine weeks now, uh, uh, gets a little easier for them. But uh, that, that start of the season really has me a little bit nervous, especially if, you know, people are already starting to come back from injuries in week one. I mean, when you just lay it out the way you just did, it's actually really scary. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them win one game within that span. Uh, I, I think they could possibly uh, beat Houston, but you're talking about the Titans. The Titans are loaded. You know, maybe yeah. not defensively, but offensively, they're a powerhouse. You know, you're talking about the Rams. You're talking about the Dolphins. You're talking about, you know, the Steelers. There, there's a lot of tough teams, a lot of, you know, playoff hopeful teams uh, that you named there. So it definitely gives me a little pause uh, when it comes to taking the over on that. Uh, but I guess it kind of levels out a little bit as the season progresses. But I mean, for a quarterback who's coming off of, you know, tough last couple of seasons uh, to a new team, you know, probably not the best way you want to get started facing off a lot of, a lot of those good teams. Yeah. Uh, division wise, the number sits, you know, at uh, plus 105, the Titans are plus 110. I, you know, the Jags and the Texans are the other two teams in this division. So it's really a two and a half team race. Uh, we'll get to my Jags a little bit later. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
it, it, it came down to one game last season separating the two. It probably might come down to one game uh, this season. If you ask me honestly, like on comparing both sides of the ball offensively and defensively, I, I think the Colts probably have overall uh, a more balanced roster on both sides of the ball. So I think they might be a little bit of the better team here. But uh, with that schedule, I just don't know uh, what they will be able to do if they start uh, getting behind early and having to sort of catch up to get to that 500 mark and then make that push at the end of the season. You know, I agree with you 100% as far as uh, more, more balanced team. Uh, I think they're definitely the more balanced team in that division. Uh, the problem comes, you know, they lost Costanza, and I know that they, they've already shored up the, the offensive line. So, you know, one loss isn't huge. But you're talking about continuity, especially in the offensive line. I think it's really important. So you bring in a new quarterback. You bring in a, a new offensive lineman. And listen, as good as they were last season, I, I still think they had their struggles. I know T.Y. is taking that, you know, that, you know, hometown discount deal. But when he wasn't on the field, his, the receivers really weren't making a lot of noise. Uh, it, I think that they have the type of record they had last season because of the running backs. The running backs were very versatile uh, coming out of the backfield. They served as both running backs, as blockers, and as receivers. Uh, we saw in many games where the best receivers on the field were the running backs. So I think, you know, the running games can be uh, very important this season, but also I think Wentz is going to really have to learn, relearn how to be just a game manager because that team is set up that way. That's what we asked uh, Philip Rivers last season, and he managed to get the job done by just managing the game. You saw a few times last season where he did too much, and yeah. it and the team suffered for it. So as long as he can kind of take a step back, be a game manager, don't make mistakes, and rely on your defense and your running game, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, Uh Couple other uh, bets here. Uh, conference, uh, they sit at uh, plus fourteen hundred, so fourteen to one there. Twenty five hundred on the Super Bowl, so twenty five to one there. Uh, do you like conference Super Bowl? Do you think this team can put themselves in that mix, in with a, a Buffalo, a Cleveland, a Kansas City? Uh, let's throw Baltimore and Tennessee in there for fun. You know, I, I really think they can. But the quarterback position is just too big of a question mark for me. And if I don't feel solid about the, the most important position on a team in the league, it's really hard for me to feel comfortable on taking any of those bets. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little interesting. I, I think I lean towards a no on it, but uh, to reach the playoffs, a yes is a minus 160. Uh, the plus is m plus 130. So uh, you get a nice little, you know, small little juice there to take the no uh, with that schedule. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily jump on it right away, but it does have me thinking probably these next two weeks that that might be a solid bet on, on the no on the playoffs. Cause just as I can see them maybe as a, not a top contender for the East, but I, I with this schedule, I could see them, you know, totally bottom it, bottoming out, especially if Carson Wentz isn't playing football. You meant the South, right? Not the East. Yes, correct. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I feel exactly the same way you do. Um, I, I just think that for a conference, there's just other teams that I like slightly better that I feel more comfortable uh, at the quarterback position, like I said, which is the most important position uh, on a team. So 
I'm probably leaning more towards the no, uh, but I, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the other team in this division. A team with our colleague, uh, Dynamite David, predicted yesterday on the college football preview show at plus 110 was winning the division. Uh, I hope he does not have his <laughs> mortgage on that. But uh, anyway, uh, Titans sit at nine wins. Uh, they also won 11 games uh, last year. Uh, I, I think we pretty much know what this team is. Uh, you know, they added a couple guys in the draft. It added a couple free agents, uh, Bud Dupree, most among them, to uh, quote unquote shore up the defense. Um, but uh, I'm not, me myself is not seeing a lot of change here. I, I see a very bad defense. I, I still see a really poor secondary, Janoris Jenkins or not. Uh, Jackrabbit, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see a good offense. Now that's added with Julio Jones. I, I, don't know how much he will overall add. This offense, I continue to think, will be really, really good again this year. But uh, that defense was so, so bad last year. Uh, I Even with the upgrades at free agency, I, I don't know if it's really going to be that much better uh, to put them in a status where I think they're contending for the uh, AFC. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Um... Uh, you know, I, I am a little taken aback by the fact that even though I've been saying that they have a really potent offense and and I kind of expect them to, I know the Julio Jones is not the Julio Jones that we're used to seeing in Atlanta, you know, but I, I still think he's got plenty of let them tank. The question is how healthy can he stay? Uh, you said the, the additions of uh, Bud Dupree. Um, I think that helps that pass rush a little bit. You know, you have a guy who can cover those big tight ends and as well as, as rush the, the quarterback, uh, which in turn helps that secondary, which looked to get torched pretty much game in and game out last season. Uh, I'm not as high defensively on this team as our colleague is. Uh, I think that they're okay. I think that they improved. I just don't think the improvement is enough to be noticeable. Uh, I think the addition of uh, Janoris Jenkins, you know, he's he, he's more of a playmaker to me. I don't think he's a shutdown corner. He's not the type yeah. of guy that, that you want to put on a number one wide receiver and say, this is your guy you know, stick to him because he's going to get burned. I, I saw it happen plenty of times when he was with the Rams, uh, but he is a playmaker. He will make some plays and he could definitely cause some turnovers. So I think that having a guy like Bud who could get to the to quarterback uh, probably a little better than some of the other guys they had on there last season uh, and the addition of a guy, a ball hawk like uh, Janoris Jenkins who can go after the ball. Um, I think it makes defense better. Like I said, not, much better, but better than they had last season. Now, offensively is the big question mark. Can they produce like they did last season? Because last season they were an offensive powerhouse. And if you look at the numbers, Tannehill has been one of the best quarterbacks over the last few years in the NFL. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's got one of the best running backs in the league. So does losing his tight end and his wide receiver affect him that much? I don't know. That remains to be seen. I, I still expect them to be explosive offensively. Um, the big question is going to be how can they, uh, you know, compete defensively? Yeah. Uh, you know, Jenkins is a solid corner. You know, um, I, I think he was maybe uh, 42nd in PFF, uh, 43rd overall in corner play, which tells you 
he he's a good corner to have on your roster, but he's not one of those shutdown guys. Uh, but that being said, uh, I, I'm assuming Fulton's uh, the one who was getting burned all year uh, last year uh, is still going to play in the slot, and they're probably going to have to play the rookie they drafted. Um, First round uh, rookie corners uh, tend not to have a ton of success in the NFL. So I mean, what what round was uh, was Deion Sanders drafted in? <laughs> yes, but uh, Deion's different. If you think fairly <laughs> just, as Deion, just slightly. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, but you know, technically speaking, you could just ignore Jenkins and pick on the other two guys, pretty much. Um, and the Bud Dupree. Uh, I he's he's got that flashy pass rushing speed, but I, I worry a little bit. You know that that's a lot of that Pittsburgh Steelers system. We've seen numerous numerous you know of those outside linebacker pass rushers come out of Steelers, sign big free agent deals. Uh, I don't want to say bust, but they aren't as effective in a different type of scheme. And then you know two years later they're getting released, end up back in Pittsburgh and uh, end up getting a, a bunch of sack totals again. And uh, I think James Harrison would be the poster boy for this. But, uh, you know, I guess I could see maybe marginal improvement. The other thing that, you know, worries me a little bit, uh, you know, this offense is so Derrick Henry heavy. Um, we, we know a lot about running backs. I think you certainly do. And the all of a sudden – Todd Gurley type of drop-off, who's now no longer even on a football roster currently, you don't know when it's coming. And uh, Derrick Henry, these last three years, has had one hell of a load of carrying the football. And it, it just becomes one of those things, is this sort of the year where we see a slight drop in speed, a slight drop in power, and then all of a sudden it's not quite as smooth an offensive transition. But uh you know, nine wins seems a little low for me in this 17-game season, especially in this division where you're getting the Texans twice and you're getting the Jags. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the Colts. We're either going to get good Colts or bad Colts. So uh, it, it, I, I could definitely see an over here. And uh, speaking of their, like, schedule, it, it gets bad, like, in the middle. But uh, they open with Arizona, Seattle, Indianapolis, Jets, Jags. So, I mean – it, it's not, not easy, but you know, it, it's that's a you could come out of that with a winning record. Whereas, you know, I, I think the Colts would be lucky to come out of it with uh, a winning record. Now, there is a stretch in there when it's uh, Buffalo, Casey, Indianapolis, Rams, Saints. Uh, <laughs> that window, it, it might be dark times for Dynamite David. We we might have him over to watch a lot of games during that uh, five week stretch. Don't don't forget he wants us to fly out to LA to watch that Ram Titan game. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I want to do. Fly out to LA to watch the Rams Titans. Well, I he told me now. I, I you know I'm just taking his word on it, but he told me that Greenlight was going to foot the bill for this. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> When you all start pulling in the numbers that make it a, able to foot the bill, I'll foot the bill for you all to go out to LA to watch the Rams. Hey, and Titans. This, this is work-related, man. You know, uh, I mean, it's not like I, I don't have to go to watch the Rams. It could be any other game, but, you know, it just happens to be the Rams are in LA. I mean, the, the Titans are in LA that week. So let's yeah. make it happen. But we'll sorry, see. but going back to your uh, running back point. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I understand that we've seen running backs go from great 
to mediocre, like overnight, it seems. But just based off what I've seen, I think even if there is a drop-off with Derrick Henry's play, he's been so good over the last few years that I think he could still have a good season and still have a drop-off. That, that's how good he's been. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I'm more concerned with, you know, you don't see it a lot. It happens from time to time, but you don't see it a lot. Trading within the division. You know, I don't know what's going on with Julio Jones. I don't know how healthy he is or how much he has left in the tank. Maybe there was a serious, you know, disgruntled situation going on between him and the Falcons. Um, Because for them to trade him within the division, I thought was uh, a little odd. But I still, as far as record goes, I still kind of think that I'm leaning more towards the over on that record, especially with the extended season. Yeah, I I think – I I'm definitely more bullish on the over nine here for the Tennessee Titans than I am for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, but I I do, you know, sort of see both these teams probably hitting around the same, you know, 10, 11 win mark. Uh, We mentioned it dynamite, David loving the plus one ten for the division. Uh, Your thoughts on plus one ten to win this division. Are you mortgaging the house to have the Titans win this AFC South? Listen, as confident as I am in Dynamite's ability to pick his favorite team as a winner, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not as confident in picking them as a winner. Uh, I, I still think they'll get close. I think it's a two, uh, two-team two battle in this division, but I'm not as bullish as he is, so I'm probably sticking to the new. Yeah. Uh, they are the same as the Indianapolis Colts, 14-1 to 1 to win the conference uh, my feelings pretty much the same as the uh, Indianapolis Colts. It's probably not quite enough up there to entice me. Uh, Fourteen to one for conference, twenty-five to one for Super Bowl. You liking any of those? I don't. Even though I like the the uh, the Titans more offensively than I do the Colts. Uh, like you said earlier, I, I think the Colts are probably a more balanced team, and the Colts would make me feel more comfortable taking a bet like that. But I, I still wouldn't take it. Yeah, uh, this one's a little weird, though. Uh, I I talked about maybe putting a little on the no for the Colts to reach the playoffs, but uh, for the Titans to reach the playoffs, uh, it's only a yes at minus 135 and uh, plus 115. Uh, That minus 135, uh, that's, you know, 0.3 points lower than the Colts, and I I think the Titans have a much better chance to reach, uh, you know, nothing to go disastrous. Whereas I, I can pick things for the Colts where I see things going disastrous. You know, I, I think Tennessee probably is between eight and 11 wins unless total, total bad things happen. Uh, so that minus 135 to reach the playoffs. I think that's pretty good value there. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause uh, like we said earlier, I think that the Titans, even though the, the Colts have a more well-rounded team, I think the Titans have, a, a bigger chance to make it even with things going wrong. If their ground game goes wrong, they still can rely on Tannehill and the wide receivers. If their defense plays poorly, you know, they can put up the type of offense that last season, they'll be fine. Uh, if their passing game's not good, their quarterback gets hurt, something they can rely on the run game. So I think that they have more avenues to get to the playoffs than the Colts do, even though the Colts are, I think are more well-balanced team. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on the Titans uh, before we move to my darling of the uh, AFC South? Well, since I'm not going to go watch them live in LA, I think that's about all I've got on the Titans. 
All right, we're going to move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the six-and-a-half win total. Uh, they had a, a porous season last year, uh, one win, but uh, that was a purpose uh, porous season <laughs> so they could draft the man they have at quarterback now, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they also got uh, Travis ATN bringing that um, – Clemson uh, prodigies together. Uh, granted, Travis Etienne uh, broke his foot and uh, will not be playing this season. So that took a little bit of wind out of my sails on the love of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, we talked about it a lot last year that James Robinson was really, really good for them. So uh, not too much of a worry to lose, uh, you know, that uh, running back here. Um, I, I like this Jags team. Um, I, I I like this Jags team offensively, I should say. Uh, I thought they were a little spunky last year uh, offensively. Um, you got Marvin Jones, you got Lacavia Chenault, you got DJ Shark playing wide receiver. We mentioned James Robinson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in there. He's one of those guys who I think will come in and be uh, really, really good. Uh, now, offensive line play, um, probably not the best. Uh, and they, due to having a, a bunch of first-round picks that they used on weapons, they did not uh, get a lot of more depth on there. Um, but uh, they have the previous couple of years drafted some offensive linemen, so I think they're hoping more uh, there are leaps uh, amongst the offensive linemen that were already there. But uh, I do like this team offensively. And um, I don't think the defense is good overall, but I think they got a, a couple playmakers out there uh, Allen being one of them out of Kentucky. I love that defensive end, you know, linebacker hybrid. Uh, Miles Jack is still there. Uh, Rashard Jenkins is still there. So, I, I mean, there are a handful of players on the defensive side of it. I mean, overall, it is not a defense that, you know, is going to be elite, elite. But uh, I think there's some life in these Jags, and they won't be trying to tank uh, this season. And uh, Urban Meyer's in there, so that will be fun, too. What do you make of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, let's just say this, okay? We said it, I think, a few times last season. They're spunky, I believe, is the, the term we used. Um, and I think that's kind of what they'll be this year. I'm not as high on them as you are. Uh, I'm never really super high on rookie quarterbacks, uh, at least not in the beginning until they show something. But there's obviously a lot of hype behind the quarterback, and there's a lot of hype behind the coaching uh, staff. So, there's a positive there. Uh, even if they can at least – we saw them be competitive last season, even as bad as yeah. they were. They were competitive. So if, if they can – you named a few guys. Uh, they got what Marvin Jones, Dorsett. I believe they brought in uh, Carlos Hyde uh, yeah. to, to add some depth to that running back position, which was already pretty good to begin with. Um, I think they're okay. I mean, I'm not ready to, you know uh, – put a put a second mortgage on or anything like that but well you should be oh gosh you're gonna be you're gonna be jaguars this season or just like we're dolphins last year i'm getting my keenan ricardell jersey out it's being worn with pride baby <laughs> well you go ahead and wear it and we'll see how how the end of the season treats you i think you, okay? i have a fred taylor one too somewhere so uh i'm sure you do pride. <laughs> i'm sure you do I, I wouldn't be surprised i've seen i've seen what uh what your closet looks like and uh, let's just say that you've got plenty to choose from. So, but I don't know, man, the, the Jaguars to me, I, I think it's a team that's, you know, 
probably in the later stages of a rebuild uh, scenario, just because they did add a lot of weapons, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I would have liked to have seen him shore up that offensive line a little bit more. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the game is battled within the trenches. And when you have a weak offensive line, not that they're weak, and I'm not trying to, you know, down talk. No, them, I, but. I will say the inside of that, uh, Linder and Can, uh, the center and the uh, guard, the right guard, are, are pretty solid offensive linemen. Now, uh, that being said, uh, the two tackles were really, really bad last year. And um, that's what's a little scary, especially for a rookie quarterback. I, I think exactly. we'll get to the Bears at some point and uh, that offensive line. <laughs> Wait, are, are you actually planning on talking about the Bears at all this season? <laughs> Well, I am very curious uh, about how this Bears offensive line looks, but that's, uh, I, I think that's next week we get into the Northern side of things. Yay. The wife's going to be happy about that. But uh, seriously though, I just, I, I see the upside. Okay. And, and I see why people are excited about it. You know, it's a very young team with a lot of talent, a lot of potential. And, and I just, like I said, I, I like to see it for at least, a few games before I start getting, you know, hyped up. Uh, I what's the over under on this team for wins? Uh, they were six and a half, I believe. Yes, yeah, six and a half wins. You know, I, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, especially with the extended season. But you think about it, they're going to have to face the Colts twice. They're going to have to face the Titans twice. Uh, and you know, granted, they do face the Texans, the the Texans twice. But we saw those were some uh, pretty tough uh, competitive games last season. So. Uh, there's no guarantee that they're going to win any of those. I think it's going to be tough, man. I, you know, I, I'm probably leaning more towards the under, uh, but I still wouldn't take a bet uh, simply because if they played really well and managed to win seven games, I, I wouldn't be shocked. But yeah, I also I wouldn't be completely distraught if they didn't win seven games. Yeah. Um, I think the potential's there. Uh, I definitely think they're going to go over that six and a half win mark and um you know if something happens to lawrence uh as of right now uh gardner Minshew is still the backup quarterback and you know uh, that's a fine backup quarterback to have now if he makes it uh as the to the backup quarterback spot before one of these teams uh makes a trade for him before the season starts i don't know but uh anyway uh to have Minshew backing up in case lawrence uh gets hurt um it's solid there and I just think this team's capable of making a leap. We talked about last year, they were spunky. Um, you know, if you look at their projected win total now, you know, that's getting into some very uh, dark math and we don't all love that, but uh, th their projected win total in 2020 was four and a half. So, you know, they won one game. They were in and around uh, five wins, mostly because they were tanking a bunch of games and uh, games they probably could have won if we weren't trying to lose games on purpose. Uh, I think the Jags would have been, you know, around that four to six win mark. You give an extra game into the season. You think uh, the offense will be even better than it was last year. Uh, a couple leaps for those young guys on defense. And I, I just think they can hit this, uh, you know, seven, eight, if things go really right, uh, nine win mark. Uh, if uh, Lawrence turns out to be really, really good instead of uh, just solid. But I think there's a chance that Lawrence might turn out to be really, really good. So I really, really uh, am bullish on this uh, over six and a half here. You see, all the things you're saying make a lot of sense to me. 
And like I said, to me, the potential for them to have a better team than last season is there. And, you know, we said it, the team wasn't horrible. They were, they were in games last year that they could have easily won if it wasn't for, like you said, them trying to tank. But, you know, it's still a new team. It's still a new formula. You know, just because they've improved the players on the offense doesn't mean that the offense is the same offense. It's a different offense now. It's a different head coach. It's a different game plan, different, you know, scheme, things like that. So, again, it, it, would, it would definitely take me a, a couple of weeks to just kind of get a feel for what the team is doing. Um, and then I'd feel either more confident in either going – Yay or nay. So that's yeah, why that I helps said. to open against the Texans as well. Oh, that's, that's a big, boost. I, I'd probably get to gloat after week one. <laughs> Unless somehow the Texans managed to pull that one off. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess we sort of uh, didn't bring up the story. Uh, we've sort of just talked about the new coach. We probably should go a little bit more in depth. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer uh, comes over out of the college ranks, uh, has been one of the best college football coaches uh probably really ever. Um, he makes a transition into the NFL. How do you think he will do into the NFL? Uh, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I understand that he's one of the great minds when it comes to football, whether regardless, whether it's collegiate or professional, he's definitely one of the brighter minds when it comes to football, but we've also seen really good coaches that try to transition to the NFL that just don't do well. And we've also seen coaches that, you know, probably weren't projected to do so well, a la Pete Carroll, and they come out and they just, you know, dominate their division. So with the number one quarterback, number one drafted quarterback, first overall pick, you know, he's got his his uh, security blanket with him, and he's got one of the top college collegiate coaches, you know, s- trying to set him up for success. I mean, it, it all lines up if the stars line up for them, then they're probably going to have a good season. But again, to me, there's too many ifs and I'd like to see, you know, kind of a scheme and game plan in motion before I I feel confident either way. Um, But again, if they pull off seven wins this season, I wouldn't be shocked because the potential is there, but if they got less than seven wins, that also wouldn't shock me because I I think that even though they've got a lot of weapons that are young and, and have a lot of potential, they're still a rebuilding team. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say Urban's very calculated and uh, he could have had a lot of other NFL jobs, uh, you know, the previous handful of seasons. And, um, you know, we, we put a lot on these coaches and I do think coaches make a difference, but uh, also who makes a lot of difference is who's playing quarterback and uh, who all your players are. Uh, we all thought Mike McCarthy was a genius and, uh, you know, it helps to have Aaron Rodgers back there making yes, you does. look like a genius. <laughs> so I, I do think it helps that he was strategic. He found the spot. He has Trevor Lawrence. He can build with Lawrence. You know, he didn't take the Washington football job. He didn't take the Dallas job. Um, I, I think I'm going to go through every team in the NFC East because I think he was up for every one of those jobs and pretty much turned him down, which probably was a pretty smart decision. But I don't think Urban, he has so much of an ego that I don't think he would take a job where he didn't think he was going to be successful uh, because he's a little like uh, Larry Brown in that uh, when he's there, it, it's really, really good. But that uh, fire burns out uh, in in a quick set of things. So in three or four years, when he starts uh, going insane, uh, you know, 
we'll know. Uh, but uh, anyway, a uh, couple things here. Uh, division plus 900. I will say I have already put a bet on this. I put a bet on it actually even before we, I sent you these lines. I have 12 to 1 to win the division. I, I think there's opportunity there. We mentioned the Colts uh, completely dying if, uh, you know, Wentz goes out. If we get that, then it's just the Titans up there, and we're in a head-to-head -head division up there. And I, I think 11 to 1, good value. In a, in a, essentially, the Texans will get to them our no chance in uh, ever life of leaving the basement and uh, maybe to win a game. Um, but I, I like the value at nine to one. Uh, I like 12 to one even better, but nine to one, I still think is really, really good value to win the division. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather get the 12 to one if, if I could still get it somehow, but yeah, like you said, I, I think the value's there and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame anybody for taking, you know, a chance on that for me. You know, even if the odds were to drop a little bit, I'd still like to see, you know, a little bit of progression on the field. Uh, once I saw it, then I'd probably feel a little more comfortable in uh, putting my PlayStation 5 money down <laughs> and trying to double it up at least. Yeah, you can get you three of them, four of them. <laughs> yeah, if I could find them. Or a very fancy uh, 6K HD camera. That would look very nice in the studio. I don't know if you'd want that, though. I don't think you'd want this this T-shirt to be in, <laughs> in high quality right now. Uh, conference, uh, 66 to 1. Um, I, I'm not even that bold. So, uh, <laughs> you sure you didn't put money on this one? I did not put money on the uh, 66 to 1 to win the conference, uh, nor the 125 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Those uh, both seem like a little bit of a leap uh, in the first year. But I did put... Uh, uh, plus 350 to reach the playoffs. Yes, I, I thought that was pretty good value as well uh, to be able to, to sneak into the playoffs, getting almost four to one there. Uh, minus 450 is a no. So I, I liked the plus 350 and the plus 900 uh, to reach the playoffs and uh, a, a little bet on there to win the division if uh, things break really, really right. Plus 350. I, I think I've got a few dollars in my pocket. Uh, I might need you to get on one of your sites and uh, and invest this for me. That's we can both. You can wear Jimmy Smith. <laughs> I can wear Keenan McCardle, and we can just wear it around the grocery store <laughs> to anchor the dynamite. Oh yeah, that's gonna go over well. All right, uh, we do have to preview this team next. Um, the Houston Texans are at uh, four wins. Um, I guess we have to talk about them. I, I can guarantee you their defense is going to be absolutely porous. Uh, I'm not sure the offense is going to be much better. And um, I am pretty much assuming there will be no Deshaun Watson this season. So uh, it's Tyrod Taylor uh, taking the uh, snaps at quarterback. So what do you make of this uh, Houston Texans team? I think that they're probably just going to go ahead and count this season as a wash. Uh, I don't think they're planning on really showing up. Uh, I think they're, I can't even say that they're banking on the draft because what do they have to look forward to? I mean, they've done a really poor job as far as uh, personnel, draft picks, trades, uh, you know, salary cap. They, they've done a really poor job. And I think that they were very lucky that they had uh, committed players on that team for such a long time, you know, the likes of JJ Watt and things like that. Uh, cause even Watson was trying to get out before this whole 
uh, situation with him, you know. Should, well, I, well, now I think the Texans want out. <laughs> now everybody is like, uh, yeah, pass. <laughs> it's crazy how, you know, you go from being one of the hottest up-and-coming players in the league that's probably very coveted, you know, highly coveted, and, you know, one incident that I will say it's still alleged because uh, well, I, had, I think it was more like 22 incidents, but uh, okay, the cool. same. Of 20, the- <laughs> okay. 22 alleged incidents. I don't know if I could use air quotes when I say 22 alleged incidents, but um, yeah, you know, things pop up and all of a sudden nobody wants to touch you. And uh, it's interesting. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think that this team is going to go very far. Uh, my hopes for them aren't very high. Uh, like I said, I think that they did a really poor job of managing just about every aspect of that football team. So I don't see good things for them in the future, uh, in the near future at, at the very least, but it's football, man. You know, we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. Uh, any love for the uh, running back graveyard of David Johnson, Mark Ingram uh, combo. <laughs> and, and don't forget Lindsay too. Yes. I, oh uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that they're probably going to run these three guys into the ground. Um, I, I did catch a little bit of the preseason game that they played the last time. And uh, I got to say, Mark Ingram looked pretty good. You know, he looked like he still has some juice left in that tank. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really – Was like he a, running versus the uh, flag football team uh, for the other side in the he, preseason? He, he might have. Okay, or maybe it was the uh, the halftime show. Uh, I can't quite remember. I was half asleep when it was on. But um, listen, man, it, it's a professional football team, and I'm not going to discount them just yet, although I am very tempted to because I, I do think they're going to do very poor. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I don't think it helps that uh, everyone will probably be gunning to get a win here uh, on their schedule for them. So, um I, we, I guess we didn't even mention uh, they hired uh, a head coach who doesn't have any head coaching experience, uh, really even any offensive uh, uh, coordinating experience. He was the passing coordinator uh, for the Baltimore Ravens the last couple of years. So um, I I don't know. I shouldn't laugh. Listen, this listen. team is really, really bad. Uh, I had no experience making T-shirts. And somehow I managed to make this awesome T-shirt. So I mean, well, it's it's possible. I hate to break it to you, but uh, five-year-old girls sort of figure out how to make their own T-shirt. So I don't think the <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. The uh, ability is all that hard to achieve with uh, two or three listen, practices. Listen, the shots have been fired, man. You don't need to take it any further, okay? Uh, all right. So the number sits at four. Um, I am very, very under this number. Um, you could probably give me a 20 game season and I could not foresee four plus wins on this team. Where are you sitting? You know, it pains me to say it, but I'm, I'm on the under also. It's just now I'm not super confident because like I said, it's the NFL. Anything could happen. You know, this team could show up and play for one another kind of say like, you know what? Everyone's expecting us to be a train wreck. Let's go out and prove them wrong. And it could happen. They could win a few games. They could win five games. Now, it's it's just so hard for me to really take an under at four games with an extended season. I mean, it just it sounds crazy, but yeah, I'm leaning into the under. Yeah, I'll yeah, I under. I'm I'm 
this one is one I'm bullish on. This one and the Jets, uh, I'm very bullish on those unders because I think those teams will be battling. Uh, we haven't gotten to the Lions yet either. As the uh, the uh, bottom <laughs> spots uh, of the world football. But uh, I, I guess we can go through uh, this. Uh, they are... Um, <laughs> oh gosh they are like they are 150 to one to win the conference is there any love there i i just i just can't bring myself to do it uh, i mean even if it even if i was a, a degenerate gambler that was looking for one of those long shots just to kind of put some bank in my pocket i don't think i could drop ten dollars on it to be honest with you it's just uh they are 300 to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe um, I will drop $10 on that one. No, I, I can't. I can't do it. I just, you know, I feel bad. Uh, you know, all I can really say is if you're a Texans fan, I, I was a St. Louis Rams fan. So keep your head up. There's brighter days ahead. Uh, maybe in the, far far future when <laughs> 25 years all right hey, stop throwing salt on the wound okay we're out of the uh afc south and we'll move to the nfc south and we'll kick it off with the uh super bowl champs here um they bring everybody back pretty much so it's a it's a rego they're over under sits at 12 wins um what do you make of this? I'm the defense will be very, very good again. Uh, I, I thought last year the offense was sort of inefficient and not great, but uh, they sort of found their way at things. And uh, once that defense started to get in flying, they became a really, really good team. So what do you make of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, you know, I, I said it a lot last season. Uh, they have a lot of really, you know, key players at just about every position. Uh, they're really stacked and it seemed like it took a while for them to kind of get to that point where we all expected them to be, you know, we all kind of wanted to happen like instantaneously and that's just not how it happens. You know, it happens every now and then, but for the most part, you know, chemistry takes a little while to build. And, and we saw that happen with this team. It took them a little while to get to the point where they were, you know, NFL champs. Now they did resign basically every single starter, from both offense and defense last year, if I'm not if I'm correct. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, everybody's back. Uh, the whole defense is back. Uh, the whole offense is back. Everyone returns. Uh, you know, they got a couple draft picks. Uh, Tyron out of Washington, the defensive end. We'll just add another, you know, power pass rusher there. And, uh, you know, they – they didn't really add anybody in free agency, but they essentially re-signed, uh, you know, uh, White and David both could have taken huge, huge, uh, you know, money. Uh, they put Godwin on the uh, franchise deal. So, you know, they have him for solid money. Uh, they re-upped Antonio Brown. Um, I, I, I will mention Gronkowski coming back, but uh, that's more a friendship uh, roster spot than a, a talent roster spot anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, this team's just back. Um, I, I don't really know what to say. We probably just need to talk. Do we think they can win the conference? Do we think they can win the Super Bowl? Because we, you know, we know what this team is and we know what it's going to be. Uh, 
really the only negative you could probably say is the running back positions, you know, Jones, Fournette, not outstanding, but you know, that doesn't really factor here. And then uh, Brady, he, he will be even older. Um, can he get through another season uh, without getting, you know, banged up, uh, hurt? It, it seems his injuries seem to be on the lower half than the upper half for, uh, you know, a quarterback that's really a good thing because once shoulders and backs start going and necks, that's when you really start to lose power on your throws. You can get away with knees, you know, and ankles and feet because you're basically a statue in there anyway. So uh, anything on the Tampa Bay Bucks before we get into Super Bowl and conference stuff? No, I mean, I just think that it's hard for, you know, even your average fan to not look at the Buccaneers and just kind of assume that these are the Super Bowl favorites. They basically resigned everybody from the Super Bowl winning team. And even though we'd like to say that they didn't really get going until later on in the season last year, they only lost five games. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, they're still a solid team, and, and I think that they're going to do great. Um, I'm done questioning Brady uh, at, at all, completely. I mean, the guy can come in with one leg, and I still wouldn't question him. I'm done questioning him. Uh, I just want him to, if he has to win one more to retire, win one more and go. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with Brady being the, uh, the, the guy, the kid who wins at everything. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, uh, I think – when it comes to the to the Bucks, it's really can they win the Super Bowl? Will they win the conference? I think those are the only two questions that we can really ask about this team. Yeah. All right. So let's get into that. Uh division wise, uh, they are minus 200 to win this division. Uh before we get into the this, uh, the other teams in here, I'm curious what you think in this division. Everyone seems to sort of be uh it it, you know, we don't know anything about the Saints. We don't know really what the Falcons are going to be. And we don't know really what the Carolina Panthers are going to be. But I, I think we could all project that all three of these teams could be good. Uh, so it, it seems at minus 200, that's an awful lot of money. Uh, two to one to risk uh, to uh, have them win the division. They didn't win the division last year. Now, granted, you know, that was the Saints who were had Drew Brees back there, who's no longer there. But uh, Brees missed like five games. He missed like five games the year before, too. So the Saints have shown they can win without Brees. I, I think the Falcons will be better without Dan Quinn uh, ruining their life. And uh, uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten genius. to him yet. But uh, I, I'm a big Carolina Panthers guy. So uh, it, it's a Panthers jag year. Woo, 96 expansion oh, teams. You're, you're, uh, you're in for a painful year, buddy. All right. Uh, so minus 200 on the division for Tampa Bay Bucks. What are you thinking there? First of all, I don't like taking anything that goes into the negative. That's <laughs> just me. I, I, I'm, I like to play it really safe when it comes to my gambling. But even so. You like to win at, what you put in. Yeah, at least, you know. <laughs> but when, when I look at this division, uh, you know, there's what one returning quarterback, and that's Matt Ryan. The other two teams have new quarterbacks. Uh, one of them doesn't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Well, I was going to say uh, the Saints did name Jameis uh, the quarterback today. So, oh, uh, was it official? It's official. Week one starter, Jameis Winston. Uh, you know that that makes me happy. We'll, we'll get into it, but that yeah. makes me happy, uh, and I'll talk about it later. But as far as that minus two hundred. I'm not touching it, man. You know, so many things can go wrong, injuries, and, you know, yes, they're loaded. The Bucks are loaded, 
But, you know, all it takes is Brady going down, and this team is completely different. So uh, I, I'm not touching that one. Yeah. Uh, we I guess we didn't get into the over-under on the win total 12. Um, I, I, I'm not doing a bet on this. I automatically anything over like 11 wins extra or game 10. or not i don't touch that 12 wins and you're pushing that means they have to hit 13 for you to win your money uh predicting a team to win 13 games I- i'm just not for so uh I-, I lean under here but uh i i'm a no-go on this where are you sitting I- i'm there with you again uh I- you know i'm a little more conservative when it comes to you know, those over-unders, anything over 10 gives me a little bit of pause. Cause like you said, you have to win 11 to get money. Otherwise you're just pushing. Uh, so, and anything can happen. There's so many variables in the NFL. Well, there's nothing like a, a five month hold on your money and then getting it returned <laughs> to you. Yeah. Or losing it. Uh, it's just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not touching that one. That's just too much of a gamble for, for my conservative self. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get into these two. These are the interesting one. Uh, Conference sits at plus 290 here in the NFC to win this conference. Um, I, I, I think I, I tried to count it up probably about, you know, four teams that you legit, legit would say they can win the conference, you know, uh, right now. So, you know, almost three to one. That's not that awful of odds, but I, I'm curious your take on the plus 290 conference-wise. I, I do factor in it is extremely difficult to go to back-to-back Super Bowls. And uh, it, it, you know, luck sometimes doesn't break your way. Sometimes the Packers go for it on uh, fourth and goal from the five-yard line uh, to win the game. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen. Like I said a little while ago, there's just too many variables uh, for me to feel comfortable with taking a bet like that. Um, that, and I'm a Ram fan. So, you know. They were uh, one of the ones I had in the uh, four. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and there's probably another NFC West team you've got on there, if not two. So, I mean, listen, I, yes, I think that the odds of winning a conference um, compared to winning a Super Bowl repeating, uh, is what I'm trying to say, are higher but I still don't feel comfortable about it just because I think that there's a lot of talent in the NFC, um, even with all departures and retirements and injuries that we've seen. Um, I still think the NFC in general as a conference is pretty well stacked. Uh, so it gives me a little bit of pause and I'm, I don't want to take into account even, you know, injuries that that would be such a detrimental, uh, you know, circumstance for this team. So um, I'm not touching that uh, to win the conference. Um, but I wouldn't blame anybody who did. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl seven to one here. Uh, I, I made my list on this one. I I was being very very kind, and I ended up with about nine teams. Uh, I, I think I was legit hovering about six that I really felt could win the Super Bowl, and then you know. Uh, good things happen, and I got to about nine that I thought legit could win the Super Bowl. Um, so seven to one, once again, isn't awful, but it's a little under what I think. And, uh, you know, factoring in back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, I- I'm just not totally for that. But, uh, you know, seven to one is a lot of money if you think this team really is legit, legit uh, uh, elite above ev- everyone else in football. Yeah, and I mean, listen, again, I wouldn't blame anybody for taking that type of bet. Uh, I'm just more conservative when it comes to my gambling, like I've said, 
And it's really hard for me to picture a team winning back-to-back Super But then again, who was the last quarterback to win back-to-back Super Bowls? It probably was Brady. <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't fault anybody for taking a gamble on that. I personally am but not. But I do it think over. that was like 20 years ago. It was very early, Brady. Not I thought it Brady. was I thought it was like 35 years ago. <laughs> um playoffs, uh minus six fifty to is a yes, plus four fifty is a no. Uh how much are you willing to really delve deep and uh go into it? because uh, I I think they could probably make the playoffs, um, but uh, minus six fifty is quite a price to pay. Uh, six dollars and fifty cents to win one. So uh, I, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, Dragon Ball series. <laughs> I know well, what it is. Okay, well, there's this character Goku who happens to have this stick, this staff, this magic staff, and it stretches and it, and, I mean, extends like very, very long when he needs it to. I wouldn't touch those bets with that stick. But it's going to win. I, I'm pretty much assured they will make the playoffs. You'd think so until somebody goes down with an injury and then another guy goes down with an injury and then you have somebody with COVID and you, somebody with the Delta variant. And <laughs> There's too many variables, man. I, I just don't feel comfortable. I think that it just, just that spread, it's, just, it's way too much. I'm putting up too much of my money to get very little in return. I don't like making bets like that. Ebert is a bad up quarterback. You're fine in the hands of Blaney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely banking my money on him taking us to the promised land. I didn't say Super Bowl. I said playoffs. <laughs> hey, listen, that's one of the, that's one of, the uh, uh, of, of the whatever. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right, we'll move on uh, to the upcoming news of the day. I did mention it. Uh, Jameis Winston has been announced as the week one starter for these uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, they lost a lot of defensive guys. Their number sits at nine. Uh, Jameis can throw the ball further than Breeze. Uh, who he throws it to is always uh, really the question here. Uh, so... What do you make of these New Orleans Saints? Are they going to continue to contend in the uh, NFC or are they going to fall back to the pack a little bit here? Listen, I'm going to double up on what I said last season. Okay. The squint, the squint is gone. Okay. He had LASIK surgery. I'm a believer. Okay. I think that Winston's the answer. And I think that he's going to lead the Saints in two of the playoffs. Um, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I, I think that they're better off with Winston as a starter. This is not to downplay, you know, the skill set of, of Hill or anything like that. But I think that Hill serves better as a gadget player. Uh, he's very good. He's very versatile. He's he's a he's a, a like a Swiss army knife. You can use him in so many different spots that I think that keeping him locked into the quarterback position uh, really limits his ability to contribute to this team. So I don't understand why they didn't. This didn't happen sooner. I think that Winston is clearly the best option for them to be uh, as far as starting quarterback goes. You mentioned the fact that they lost a lot of weapons on defense. Um, they also lost, uh, you know, a couple weapons on offense. Drew Brees, obviously, with the retirement, and then you have, I believe, Jared Cook is gone now. Yes. Whether you love him or hate him, with a good quarterback, Jared Cook can make some plays. Man, he made some really big plays last season. Um, and he's also a very big target. So, you know, th- there's something to say about those big security blankets. Uh, it, all that being said, you know, to me, unless 
the Falcons see some sort of huge improvement, which we'll get into right now. And the Panthers. And the Panthers. Um, I think this is still a two-team race to win this division. Uh, and I think the Saints probably just made it a little bit tougher by by getting my boy LASIK, man, as a starter. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think they'll be fine on offense. I, I think they'll be all right. Uh, you know, I, Jameis probably still is going to turn the ball over. Uh, you know, we'll oh, yeah. see <laughs> uh, how long a leash he gets with those turnovers. I, I mean, I don't think you can go uh, in completely opposite directions. And Drew Brees, who literally never turned the ball over, to Jameis, who uh, every third series is uh, forcing a pass somewhere it probably shouldn't. That was before the LASIK. He can uh, see but, where he's throwing it now. But I, I do think the offense will be, you know, fine. Uh, you know, if Michael Thomas comes in healthy and focused uh that's sort of a underlining thing as well uh you remove michael thomas then i'm getting a little bit more nervous about this uh offensive weapons then you're pretty much just totally relying on camara here but uh, i am very nervous about you know all these defensive guys you lost hendrickson you lost rankins uh the aforementioned janoris jenkins uh you know it it it, it it just is a lot of guys that they sort of counted on. Um, a lot so of guys that made has, big plays last season. Yeah, that's it has me very scared. Uh, you know, they still have Tuttle and Davenport out there who are really good defensive linemen. Uh, so I, I'm just – I want to see their defense before I totally go full bore that the Saints are going to be good. I'm looking at it more like they might hover around 500 – more in the uh, what would well, there is no 500 now that we're playing 17 games, <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> it's okay, I completely understand where you were coming from, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I guess 500, nine, and seven, or <laughs> that's close to 500. Yes, yeah, so... I mean, I'm no mathematician or anything, but that's close. Yes, I I don't know. Whatever is in and around the possible new 500 in the 17-game season. Uh, oh, freaking uneven schedules. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that has me nervous. And that's sort of where the number sits at nine. I think it's probably in and around there. I don't see this team really anywhere near uh, like the 11-win range. I could see him maybe getting to that 10, but going over 10, I, I would be very surprised. So I'd lean a little under here just because I'm really, really cautious about this uh, defense. Now, I don't have the uh, the actual uh, spreadsheet you sent me uh, with the uh, totals, but what was it at 10 you said? No, it's at nine. Nine? Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, now I'm not going to actually lay a bet down or anything, but I don't, I don't think 10 wins is too crazy. And a lot of it is because – I, I I really have a newfound respect for Sean Payton and, and I've never been a Sean Payton fan. I always thought that he was very brash and abrasive and, and he really rubbed me the wrong way, but I saw how he inspired his team last season, regardless of whether Michael Thomas was in the lineup or not, regardless of whether Drew Brees was in the lineup or not, when they didn't know who their starting quarterback was going to be. There were so many different aspects that came into play that really showed me Sean Payton's leadership. So I, I do, even though I still can say, you know, very confidently that I don't like Sean Payton, I, I do respect his ability to be a leader for that team. So I could see them winning 10 games. I honestly, 
I think they could do it. Um, just because, like I said, I think it's going to be a two-team race in this division. Uh, and if it turns out to be that way, I could see them getting 10 wins. Yeah, I, I, I could see them getting to 10 wins if things broke right. But uh, I they think they won that, 12 last season. I know. But they were really good last season. But I, I'm just, the defense really does have me nervous that they go back, uh, I don't know, it was probably about five or six years ago, that middling era, uh, right after Drew Brees won the Super Bowl, where they, you know, their defense sort of lagged behind and they were having to play all these shootout games. I worry a little bit uh, per Jameis Winston style, which would fit, you know, he gets into a lot of these shootout games. We get a lot of 300 yards, uh, three touchdown, three pick, you know, 35, 28 type games. Uh, The Saints really had sort of controlled that and learned how to sort of control games and uh, protect their defense and have their defense play really well. And I'm just a little bit uh, concerned that maybe we go back to those shootout games where they weren't, uh, they weren't a bad team. They just weren't quite at, uh, you know, Super Bowl contending level type team. Listen, I think all your concerns are completely warranted. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, let me just ask you a question, you know, not to get off topic here, but if you could pick between last year's Tennessee Titans defense and this year's Saints defense, which defense would you take? Oh, I, I'd go Saints. They still have, you know, a handful of guys on there that I'd, and, you and, know. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Saints offense is going to be what the Titans offense was last year. But if they can be competent enough to at least, you know, they do have some stars. They do have some weapons. If they can win some games offensively, I think their defense is not horrible. And it'll be enough to get them to, like I said, over that uh, uneven uh, 500 mark that we keep talking about. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, you know, cause we haven't gotten to the other two teams in this division. Uh, I, I'm a little bullish on both the next two teams that we're going to get oh. to. So yeah, you know, uh, when two rise, someone is falling. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not making it be Tampa Bay. So uh, <laughs> that leaves one person falling out of that group. And I, I think, uh, it might be the Saints. So uh, I, you're probably a little less bullish on uh, a couple of the next two teams we're about to get to. So. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, division-wise, uh, plus 300. Uh, coming from what you think, that's probably not uh, that bad a bet if you think the Falcons and Carolina are going to be down and their only contender is Tampa, and they won the division last year. So uh, I, I could definitely see pretty decent value in that plus 300 there for the Saints. Yeah, there's decent value. Uh, the question is, how confident do you feel uh, about it playing out the way that I kind of laid it out? Yes. Which I'm sure most people wouldn't feel super confident about it. Yeah. Uh, division or conference wise, uh, 18 to 1 to win the conference. I, I'm a definite no go there, even at that uh, high number for the Saints, uh, considering it was under 10 uh, last year and the previous couple of years before that. But uh, I'm a no go at 18 to 1. I, I didn't even put them in my, uh, you know, legit uh, conference contender status. I, I do think they have a good shot at making a playoff, but uh, I, I, I'm a no-go on conference contender. Yeah, that's exactly where I stand. I think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs. I, I don't see them winning the conference or even going any further than that. So I, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I'm jumping on the Saint bandwagon here. I just I just think that they're going to be better. You're already on the Giants bandwagon. 
Choo oh God, choo. no! <laughs> That's you, buddy. You're the New York, New York. That's I'm you. on the Jags bandwagon. Oh, you change it up week to week. And probably the Carolina bandwagon. We're getting to that. There's, there's only one train that I'm riding, baby, and it's and you can see it right behind me. Also, I, I would very much love uh, to have the Saints get into the playoffs because I, I feel a six-pick uh, Jameis playoff game uh, just waiting to happen, and that feels like free money. <laughs> Listen, I, I hope one of, one of my really good friends, uh, David, uh, not, not our David, but you know my friend David, he's a huge Saints fan, and uh, unfortunately, I, he had to sit there and watch my Rams play his team uh, when the Rams were able to advance, so uh, I don't want to see him go through that again, but uh, either way, I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Super Bowl 40 to one. Uh, if we don't believe the conference, I doubt we're believing the Super Bowl. This one's a little bit more interesting. Playoffs is a slight, slight uh, favorite here at minus 105, uh, double juice. So you're minus 115, no, minus 105, yes. So uh, I think that pretty much sums up this team in full. No one has a clue what we're getting. <laughs> Except for me. Except for you, who thinks <laughs> they're going to the playoffs and winning 11 games. No, that's a 10. That's a 10. I have you at 11. <laughs> no, you play it back. I think it's 10. We'll be playing these numbers back that I've written down at the end of the season. Oh, you better have written 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on here to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, no Julio Jones, so pretty much the last one left out of that uh, Super Bowl team is Matt Ryan. But uh, ice. I, I'm, I'm not really all that worried about the offensive side of things for uh, them. Uh, they draft Kyle Pitts, who will be really, really good receiving weapon. Uh, Calvin Ridley had already sort of taken – over as Julio Jones is, you know, number one status. Uh, I really liked uh, Russell Gaze last year. I, I thought uh, he was really, really explosive. So, uh, uh, and they bring in Mike Davis, who uh, I, I is not a fun, exciting running back, but he is the type of running back that will grind you to a fun, solid thousand yard season. So uh, offensively, I think they will be uh, just fine. But uh, the question, uh, per the question for the Falcons the last uh, three or four years defensively. Um, you know, uh, they drafted Richie Grant, Grant to come in. He'll probably be playing safety for them out of Central Florida. Uh, they brought in uh, Harmon uh, to take over at the other safety spot. The corners and the tackles sort of remain the same. Uh, same with the linebackers. So do they get anything out of this defense? Yes or no? I don't know. I, I'm, this team is one of those teams that has me a little perplexed because we saw them really light it up offensively in the beginning of the year last season and defensively they were nowhere to be found, which is why we kept, you know, kind of poking fun at Dan Quinn about, Oh, here's this defensive genius and he can't even put up a defense on the field. Um, and then it seemed like there was a complete turnaround with that team where the offense couldn't get anything going. And defensively they were really, you know, keeping, teams you know in there it's like i don't know what to expect from this team it's very jekyll and hyde to me um i do think that the julio jones thing impacts them but maybe not negative not not in a negative way yeah i i know it's hard to see talent like that leave and then say like oh how is that not going to affect them in a negative way well like you said it earlier gage and um 
Ridley, Ridley. Were, were, yeah, they were both. And then they bring in Pitts. So, I mean, they've, the yeah, offense, I don't worry, worry too much about. We were, we were both really high on Pitts yes. when it came to a draft. So, I, I think there's a lot of talent there. I think the upside is really high um, for that offense. I'm not concerned about the offense. Um, if that defense can play like they did towards the end of last season, then then maybe they'll make some noise. But I, I just don't think that they're quite ready to take that next step yet. Um, it, you know, I just don't know if Matt Ryan is going to be the long-term answer for that team. Uh, he's very skilled. He's very talented. He's obviously led them to, you know, numerous, uh, you know, playoff appearances. But I, I just don't know. I, I don't know what, what to expect from this team. Yeah, I, I'm a little torn here. I, I, I will say I do think they – will end up being uh, probably the second or third best team in this division. Um, a, a couple things that are interesting here. Uh, they bring over uh, essentially the Tennessee Titans uh, offensive and defensive coordinator. One is their head coach. One takes the defensive coordinator job. Um, they will, did great last year. Yeah, they were really uh, dynamite on the defensive side of things. Uh, <laughs> no but, pun uh, intended. Her, uh, everything else that sort of fits this Falcons team, uh, will be able to score points, uh, won't be able to stop anybody. But I will say towards the end of the uh, year last year, their defense got a little better. They started to play, you know, a little bit better of defensive football. Now, you don't know how much of that is, you know, just into the season games that, you know, you're don't playing matter. teams that don't care. You don't really care. You're playing out the string. So, you know, you don't know how much quite to read out of that. Uh, the other thing that, you know, concerns me a little bit uh, about the Falcons, their line's not bad, but Alex Mack left. Uh, they're, you know, probably one of the top five or six centers in the uh, football. So there's a new center under there. You know, uh, they're going to play a rookie at guard. Uh, the two outside guys are, are pretty solid uh, and steady. So, you know, the tackles are good, but uh, maybe a little bit weak on that inside, which might uh, could give an old quarterback like uh, Matt Ryan uh, a little bit of the jittery legs there. I mean, not to cut you off, but even a guy like, you know, Hooper, who they lost uh, during the offseason. Yeah. You know, he's. Not, I still think that Pitts is an upgrade at the tight end position. But he's not that kind of tight end that really Correct. comes in and, you know, blocks for the – he's a offensive machine type. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so – Not to say yes. he can't. Uh, he's no, no. a very large man. But, yeah, uh, I mean, but we, you don't want him blocking. You want him receiving. <laughs> Correct. You know, and even, even if you do put him back there to block, we still haven't seen him actually go up against, uh, you know, NFL competition in an actual game. So we don't know how he's going to hold up. But like you said, you don't want to put him in that position. You want him out there as a weapon. Uh, so even things, even small little, you know, uh, alterations to the lineup like that uh, probably will take effect. So, it, you know, it's interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to watch in the long run how it all plays out. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say, uh, we, you know, I don't love looking at schedules, but, uh, you know, sometimes, I, I, you know, you take a peek and see what's there early on. And we mentioned, the, you know, the brutal schedule of the Colts. Uh, the Falcons are on the complete opposite side of things. They open with the Eagles at home. Uh, they have that tough game at Tampa, but then they have the Giants, Washington, Jets uh, in their first five. So, I mean, if they're playing well to start the season, they could very easily start off, you know, four and one. And uh, one of those is a division game. So, you know. I see two and three there. 
Yeah. But that's just me. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you're a lover of the Giants. I, no, you uh, and I'm your just, Daniel Jones have them running away with things. I I just think I just think that some of those teams are are not drastically improved, but uh, you know they're they're better off than they were last season, and they held on. Uh, you know against tough against. I would say same level type of competition, which I think would probably be, you know, similar for the Falcons going up against either the Giants or the Washington football team. So uh, does this make Dynamite David a uh, NFC uh, Falcons fan because all this Tennessee people are now coaching the Falcons? And now Technically, I, I, Atlanta is just as close as Nashville. I, I can't officially say that that's a yes, but I think I saw him wearing a Falcons jersey uh, before he was headed out to the gym today. I thought maybe he was wearing an Arthur Smith polo. <laughs> and he was rocking the mustache, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Falcons sit at seven and a half wins. So I'm trying to do my math on the 500 type of thing here. That's right in and around 500, a little less than uh, 500, I suppose. Eight wins, that would make them eight and nine, I guess. Uh, that sounds very weird. But uh, can the Falcons get to eight wins? I think they can. Uh, and now I'm not super confident. Again, a lot of it for me is going to depend on how the defense starts the year off. If the defense can start the year off the way they ended last season, then I think that I think they can, because I don't think they're going to struggle offensively too much. Uh, it's going to take some getting used to, you know, like not having certain people there and the new blocking schemes that they're going to set up. But I, I think they can. I'm not super confident like you. I'm not a, you know, I'm not going to go all in on the Falcons this year. But I think they can pull it off. Yeah, I, I'm going to hedge slightly over but i'm not in love with it i don't yes, see you yeah i know i i i'm in <laughs> love with the i'm in love with the next uh part of this bet uh the over under uh, i i could very easily see this team win five games and uh blow <laughs> you know six games and they probably should have an expected win of 13 and have five so how I, many of those games did they lose last year well i i think last year i think the last four years uh starting from the super bowl on <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, I lean over but it wouldn't be anything i love uh the thing i do like is a uh, division bet they're nine to one so you know if you think they're hitting around you know eight nine wins that's probably one or two wins off the bucks and if things go really uh, really right uh that division sitting right there uh it's it, Nine to one just seems like really good value. If I was making a bet, I would pass on the over under and just take that uh, nine to one to win the division for me. Yeah, the value is definitely there. Uh, you know, unfortunately for me, a very conservative gambler, I already said that the Saints were probably going to win 10 games. And I already said they're only that the getting Bucks three were, to one there. I know. And I already said that the Bucks were going to win that division. So if I follow my own, uh, you know, uh, logic here, uh, that means that even if the Falcons have a really good season, they're still going to end up in third and slightly below that mark. So, uh, but it, it, like you said, it's got really good odds. Yeah. Uh, conference odds, 66 to one. Um, no, I do not think they can probably win the, the conference. I know you do. Uh, but they I did once make a run for a Super Bowl. But uh, 66 to one, not in love, in love with. And uh, 125 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 
Dude, Technically this, this... speaking, they should have won the Super Bowl once in the last uh, six years. So I, I guess if you really want it, you can probably go after it. But I have a pass on that one as well. No, you're not. Dude, this is our preview show, okay? This doesn't count. Just come clean. Let us know what you really think, okay? Because off, off, off the air, you told me that you really wanted to take this bet. You told me how high you were on it. I am high on two bets on the Falcons, the <laughs> nine to one division. And this one as well, reach the playoffs is plus two twenty two. Uh, I do really like that value. Um, I, I definitely think they probably will be in the mix for a playoff spot. So uh, plus two twenty two on a yes uh, on a playoff spot. I really, really do like uh, uh, minus two seventy five on a no, but uh, two twenty for a playoff spot, I definitely think they will be at least contending for one of those last spots in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I could see it again. A lot of things have to go right. The stars have to align The defense will have to be improved. <laughs> yes, and, and I guess we'll definitely know within the first few, uh, you know, games of the season based off that little five-game stretch, I think. When they melt a 26-point lead to Philly on the opening weekend. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then take losses to the, the Giants. Joe Flacco. <laughs> and then the Washington football team. Yeah, we'll know then. All right, uh, we'll move on to... Uh, Your favorite team. My favorite team, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, seven and a half wins is their number. Uh, they go into the second season uh, with Matt Rule uh, at quarterback. Uh, Joe Brady uh, returns as the offensive coordinator. Um, really, really uh, must say, I I'm very bullish on this team. I think they will be uh, a sneaky in the mix. I I'm more bullish on them than I am the Jaguars. Uh, there is one little question mark with this team. Um, what is it? Well, it happens to be the quarterback position. You love um, the quarterback. Sam Darnold takes over for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback. Um, he was not very good with the Jets. I, I guess the uh, question will be, was it the Jets or was it Sam Darnold or was it both? Uh, defensively, I, I think they will be much improved. Uh, they bring in A.J. Bouye uh, to play that corner spot. Uh, you know, Shaq Thompson sits there at the linebacker uh, spot. Um I just think this team will be a solid defensive teams. Uh, we mentioned it early in the season, probably the first 10. I think they started to wear down. They were in a lot of games. Uh, Christian McCaffrey returns. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, at receivers, really, really good stuff. Um, so I, I'm really bullish. I, I really like this team. Um, I think their line's pretty solid as well. So I like this team. What, what are your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers? I was really high on this team last season. I don't think anybody defended the Panthers more than I did. Um, I was in love with Teddy Two Gloves. I, I thought that uh, him being a game manager with McCaffrey, you know, in the backfield. Um, and I thought they had an okay defense last year. Uh, they showed up in, you know, quite a few games. They just couldn't really close out games. Uh, when I was looking at my list of, you know, like player additions, they added a lot of firepower to that yeah. defense. Now, I'm not saying they're, you know, a contender for number one defense or anything like that, but I think they're going to be much improved from what they were last season. My question is going to be, again, just like you, the quarterback position. I don't know what Donald's going to bring to the table. I knew kind of what to expect from Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know what to expect from Donald because, again, like you said, was this, you know, 
you know, was the Jets, you know, failures uh, due to his play or was it due to the coaching staff or was it a combination of both? I mean, we'll see, you know, as the season progresses for both teams, obviously, but I'm not as high on the Panthers as you are. Although I think that there's definitely going to be a big improvement there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think they're, I think with McCaffrey back as well, I, I think that adds a dimension that they sort of lost on offense. Uh, you know, we mentioned Mike Davis, uh, who's now with the Falcons. Uh, we mentioned solid running back, but McCaffrey's a bit of a game changer. He can do a lot of things, and it's not just running the ball. It's catching the ball. He adds another dimension. Now, I will say this line's, you know, still a work in progress. It, it's a young uh, offensive line that, uh, you know, has a handful of new guys in there. Uh, so you add Darnold, you add line mix. I, I can see where things could go bad, but uh, – I think they added good line guys uh, off free agency. So I, I think they'll be okay. And uh, I just think they'll be sneaky good. But uh, I am willing to uh, accept that Sam Darnold is awful and uh, crutches my hopes and dreams uh, with this Carolina uh, team. Or my actual dream comes true and uh, Darnold gets hurt and P.J. Walker takes over. And then I get the reunition of Matt Rule and P.J. Walker at Temple. And the pride of the Owls comes into play and leads them to the playoffs. Listen, you're throwing a lot of college Lego here at me, okay? <laughs> All I know is that before we start recording, you were telling me about how you were rooting for the Jets last season. Because you're a big Darnold guy. I am and not a big Darnold guy. I have hated what, Darnold my whole life. So that's having my betting hopes relying on Sam Darnold, it's not my greatest joy in life, I guarantee you. Well, listen, maybe that's what you're saying on air, okay? But before we start recording, you were telling me about last season, I, I had that New York, New York drop because I love Darnold. And now he's with the Panthers. Wasn't so guess who I'm rooting in those for? Games. It was Flacco who took over because Darnold got hurt. Listen, and I was okay. getting like 20 points. I, I don't remember who was playing, but I remember you telling me that, okay? So you just come clean. Let everybody know you're a big Darnold guy. So I'm, I'm all, you know, like I said, I think, I think this team is going to be improved. And I think the biggest improvement is going to be on defense. Uh, I'm, I'm not as bullish as you are uh, on the entire team as a whole. But I think there's definitely improvements and bringing McCaffrey back. I mean, when you get a guy like that back, it doesn't matter who you've gotten, you know, at the quarterback position or who you have on the outside in the skill position. Getting a guy like that back is going to boost your team's uh, efficiency, I believe. Yeah, definitely so. All right. So their number sits at seven and a half, much like the Falcons. I will say um, I'm across the board on this one. I took seven and a half on the over. I think this could be a sneaky uh, sort of 10 and seven uh, season for the Carolina Panthers. So uh, I, I'm way over on the Carolina Ooh. Panthers. So uh, Ooh, you, you, you are feeling that Darnold love. If you uh, search around, you can find some adjusted win totals. And there's a nice uh, nine on there uh, with some really good plus if you really want to uh, dip your toe into those kind of waters. Listen, I'm not dipping my toe in that kind of water. Okay. I'll let you go skinny dipping in it, but I'm not dipping my toe in it. I'll say I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, the uh, division odds overall are 10 to one. And I will also say I have a bet on the Carolina Panthers to win the division at 10 to one. So uh, of course you do. So uh, I'm assuming you are not in love with this. You are a Panthers hater. 
Listen, I'm not a Panthers hater. I defended him more than anyone else I know of last season, okay? But I will make you an offer. If you want to see a return on that investment, give me the money, okay? I'll hold on to it, and I'll get you back some sort of profit. I don't know how, but I feel more confident in me being able to get you a profit off of that than those bets will. Yeah, uh, I'll pass on that. So... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Super Bowl is uh, uh, 80 to 1 overall. Any love there? 35 to 1 to win the conference? No, no. Uh, listen, again, I, like I said, it. I think that they're going to be approved. I don't think that they're Super Bowl ready yet. Yeah. Or... Well, to compete my trifecta of Carolina bets, uh, technically it's a superfecta because I might have the uh, adjusted win total at over <laughs> nine as well. Uh, but for our preview show today, to complete the trifecta, I have the yes on the playoffs at plus 240 as well, minus 300 on the no. Uh, so I'm a yes, definitely on the playoffs at plus 240. Wow, man. You really are all in, aren't you? Yeah. In well, I don't blame you. Trust. I, I don't uh, blame you. I see the potential, uh, especially based off what they did last season. You know, just they showed snippets of it. I mean, I'm way more conservative than you are, but. I, I see the potential, so I don't, I don't blame you for it. But I would be I, much happier if we made a trade for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd feel more confident. Then I might lay some of my uh, hard-earned money on that. All right. So uh, I, I'm all in on Carolina this year. And that completes our look at the NFC and AFC South. I think we're going to go up north uh, next week. So uh, NFC North uh afc north uh one of those divisions is deep and really good uh one of them probably has one team and uh three really really bad teams in it so uh that should be fun uh to get into and unless our guy finds a sleeper team in the nfc north um but anyway be sure to return to us next week so we get into the nfc afc north on our nfl preview uh continue to follow us on college football previews. We just wrapped up the Big 12 and the ACC. One more to go, the SEC and the Big 10. That'll come out Monday. And then Thursday, our pick show begins for college football. And then our pick show begins for NFL the next week. So it's coming right at us full bore. Achilles, what do you got for us? Uh, same as always. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at td achilles or you can find me on instagram if i'm not mistaken i believe it's gln underscore uh that dude achilles all right uh be sure to like and subscribe to us on youtube so you don't miss any of the action i'm champ chesterfield for achilles reign and we're out